0: R R R S D A D R S D A D R R R S D A D R S D A D. Hello and welcome to the Sarah High School football podcast. How are you, Coach? I'm
1: doing well, thank you, Amy.
0: Great. I've decided that I don't introduce myself anymore. I figured after this many weeks. Don't Don't assume anything.
1: There might be some new listeners. All right.
0: Well, here we are. Well, thank you for being here. It's an exciting time. Uh, The season's heating up. We had a wonderful uh, win against Reardon last week at Reardon. It was kind of chilly up there Um, and was nearly a shutout. Our final score was 45 to seven. Um, The team looked great. Can you tell me a little bit about um, how you feel that they played and what our strengths were and what you wanted to work on this week? Sure.
1: Sure. Well, the strengths based on our goals was special teams and, a lot of people want to think about offense all the time, and quarterbacks and running backs, and and then defense and special teams, kind of like a you know a stepchild. Like now you're done, you know we don't. <laughs> but here at Sarah, we we take great pride in our special teams, and a lot of times it's fueled by the bottom of the fire guys, and the guys that may not start at running back or guard or whatever. They they get a great opportunity to get on the field, and it really means a lot to us. So we went four for four. On special teams, including Dylan making a, a field goal, um, and in high school, that's just such a backbreaker when you make a field goal. That it's just that you know, instead of being up seven, you're up ten. That sort of stuff. So it makes a
0: big difference. And he did great. He had a great kicking game. For he sure. did a
1: great game, and we got the and wind. <laughs> we got the wind behind us in the second and the third quarter, and there was a pretty steady wind up there with the fog coming in. And oh yeah, there's a steady wind coming from the scoreboard, and we struggled in the first half because we were going into the wind. Sorry, the first quarter, and then when we flipped around. We would score balls in the end zone. Score balls in the end zone. Short punt because mm-hmm. they're punting into the wind. So that whole thing started to unravel, and that was the difference in the game. Was the second and third quarters?
0: Of course, and it's amazing how the elements do play such a role. You know, we've talked about that, especially mostly about heat. <laughs> yes. Which you know, but um, but it does when you when you play up there. It's cold. It's different. The wind. It's, yes, it's a different thing.
1: I would say wind is and in strategy strategy purposes, and this isn't. An, you know, earth shattering stuff. So I'm not giving away all the secrets, but <laughs> I have developed a strategy or my own thought on the coin toss and we will always defer. Meaning when you win the toss at, at the beginning of the game, you choose not to choose.
0: Wow. It's this called is deferring you do every time.
1: This is what I do every time. I love it. Yes. I and and do I get, this. I like, get learn something new. Yes. Every time. And you know, I get people saying, you should do this and that. Take the ball and go up seven and all this stuff, and which is, you know, it makes sense. But what if you take the ball and you don't go up seven? What if you take the ball and go three and out? Then you've taken the ball and you've fired a bullet that you don't need to fire, in my opinion. Anyway, so we, we defer all the time. Unless it's very windy. Because rain, snow, any of that stuff doesn't matter, really. The ball might be wet. Uh, the ball will be wet in those conditions. Sure. But... The wind is the number one element that affects games. So if there's not a wind element in the game, we will defer uh-huh. and then we take, we get the ball in the second, in the third quarter. Okay. Cause we defer, they take the ball, then we choose sure. which way to kick. And then in the second half, we take the ball and they choose which way to kick. Okay. So in that game against Reardon, they chose to defer, which means we took the ball. They chose the wind in the first quarter which means we're going to have the wind in the second quarter, and then I get to choose the wind if I want it in the third or the fourth because they're taking the ball in the third quarter. Right. So then we're like, okay, we're up a little bit right now. Let's take the wind in the third, and then we can kick it and, and, and get it 20, and then they got to go 80 yards on our great defense, which was three for four Right. last week. We did not get the takeaway goal. We had our opportunities, but we were three for four on, on the, the defense, another great performance by the defense. Um, so that's a little bit of, of how I think. But if it's really, really, really windy and we win the toss, I might take the ball in the first quarter because then we can dictate the wind in the second half. Mm-hmm. Generally, what I would do in a situation like that is I would kick the ball into the wind in the third, bite the bullet, and knowing that we'll have like a gale force wind in the fourth, that means your punts go further. You might need a game winning sure. field goal. You know, you um, your kickoffs generally, particularly with a guy like Dylan. They're gonna go in the end zone. Now you right. got to go eighty yards into the wind in a tight game, a like playoff game, and that actually happened against Valley Christian in twenty nineteen, I believe. Uh, yes, twenty nineteen. Okay. So things like that are just things that yeah. I've thought about over twenty two years. It was
0: interesting. Though. I mean, it really, yeah. it plays a factor. You clearly have uh, done your your uh, strategizing with it, which is great. So that's
1: probably again lessons born in pain and, right. and other things that are like, all right. Again, nothing's, nothing's a hundred percent when it comes to decisions. It's, it's more of what can I a hundred percent sleep with?
0: <laughs> right, that's probably better. <laughs> that is,
1: that is really where the rubber meets the road because you everyone has you know, these, these great utopian ideas of like, this is how things are going to happen. Right. Um, they don't always happen that way. And what I've learned is that's a fact. I've also learned that I'm going to have to sleep with whatever decision I make for the good of the program. Right. And. Sometimes uh, there's been some restless nights.
0: I was gonna say I can think of a few. I won't bring them up. No, but we're not now.
1: gonna. No, not right now.
0: Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm glad we talked about reading Is there anyone you wanted to bring up? I know one thing. I want to. I want to bring up some of the. Um Actually, you had some of the second and thirds in. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really fun to watch everybody get some playtime, which was great. Yeah. I do want to ask something that I heard just in talking with people after the game. A lot of people I heard, you know, like, what's happening in that first quarter? Why is it taking the last couple of games? It's just taking us a little time to kind of get up to speed. Mm-hmm. What, um, and any, I mean, it's just a just a question yeah, that I got that I had no it's, answer for. So I thought an, I'd ask you.
1: <laughs> uh, well, one of the reporters asked me about that. And this is where attention is drawn to. And my response to the reporter was, I judge us over 48 minutes, not five. Good answer. And while I would love for those first five, six, seven, eight minutes to be, again, this utopian start. Sure.
0: As dramatic as the last three in the last... Five, it's, six it's, games, look, this right? is
1: this is a hard game. I mean, Reardon, Bellerman, Mitty; these all these these guys are we they're coming to win. And they have a plan and they're fresh and they're ready to roll. And we have a plan and we're fresh and we're ready to roll. I mean, this is WCL football. So having the mindset of understanding that, hey, it would be great to be up 21-0 after six minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not gonna happen. Right. And if it doesn't happen, like this is this is the whole thing, we gotta start fast let's go that's the goal of the week right or we're right. going to be undefeated this is the goal of the season well what if you lose the first game exactly I mean, then yeah. what your goal's gone right so for me I like to long war it in the game and you think about yeah. the think about the 48th minute like okay then maybe they got us in the first six minutes It's 42 minutes left okay and Bellerman was was kind of a disaster in the first quarter and it was not only a disaster for us and some of the self-imposed misery that we put upon ourselves, they were also playing great. Right. They got great talent. They did.
0: And they came out with with a lot of force. and Correct. And, gusto.
1: and it was zero zero at Reardon. They had three interceptions in the first quarter. Right. Right. And we're, again, we were into the wind and we, there were some things going on. And um, that's just part of football. And I would like to just encourage our staff and our team to be patient. And you know, if, if someone's going to beat us, then they're going to have to beat us in the 48th minute. And if it's 14-0 or 21-0, or we're always going to think we have a chance because we're going to play the entire game, which is what you said. Bottom of the fire came in. Brooks Trimmer uh, did a great job getting under center. We're running some double wing and had some great runs. We had a touchdown. Um, you know, So getting, getting the, the, the guys that work so hard out here, they run the gassers, they lift, they're on time, the expectations are exact same. Mm-hmm. To go out and have some success, that was really good to see.
0: All right, we are back. Sorry, we had to take a short little break, but we are back now. And um, I, I think we were talking about the Reardon game. We were talking um, about how we won uh, forty-five to seven, and how we got some second and third strings in, mm-hmm. and um, you know the, how that just kind of fueled the camaraderie as well. Yes, um, those bottom of the fire guys work so hard um, to to keep the star or the uh, starters just in really good shape and such. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, and and they're held accountable too. And unfortunately, um, we we had a shutout going and. Our second team defense led up a seventy-yard touchdown run, which That's I'm not right. too happy about. Um, and these guys get reps during practice; they um, uh, they tackle every day, just like everyone else. And there was poor tackling on that play, which you know resulted
0: in a, yeah a non shutout situation. Yeah,
1: and I mean, listen it, it's it's all it's all relative to the number of plays that an individual plays. So if you play one play, you want to get one hundred percent. So the When anybody gets an opportunity to go in the game, whether it's two reps or 60 reps, the the reps need to be treated equally. And that's how we do it here. Unfortunately, uh, we were only one for four on offense this week. And we had three penalties, one fumble, uh, maybe two fumbles. We got them both back. But we definitely had three penalties, no, four penalties and a fumble, which is five towards our chaos rule. So we didn't get our chaos rule. Um, the 12% rule. Right. So while I'm happy, there were some things to celebrate and some individuals did a great job for me, whether you're number one or number what, 84, you're treated the same. And there were some things that I feel like our bottom of the fire guys could have done much better. Mm-hmm. And if we do have, you know, cause they never know when they get an opportunity to get in. That's the tough part about this job. And, uh, if they if we do have a fortunate occurrence to get to that point again, which we haven't really that much this year because our, our teams are so good that we play against, then you know, I'm going to expect greatness from them like I do everyone else. So you That's know. a
0: really good point. I mean, the accountability across the board, right?
1: 100%. That's great. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Well, um, I'm sorry that that happened, but I will say, um, you know, just from a standings point, you know, I, I know that you and I talked about, um, mm. we actually put on our Padre uh, social media account, Padre Football, that um, USA Today has come out with their top um, 25 high school teams and Sarah high school is 21. Um, also fourth in the state and number one in Northern California. So, um, huge congratulations. I know that you downplay those, but I uh, just wanted to make sure to mention it because it is a really, it's a huge moment in history. It's a huge moment in time for Sarah high school and for your program to be in the limelight, um, for all of the good things that it, that it is and stands for. So thank you. Congratulations. Yeah pass. I know. I I love it. I was like, he's not going to say anything, (laughs) is he? (laughs) Awesome. A couple other things I wanted to bring up just before we kind of get into, um, a a few other discussions as well as poly day. But, um, you know, I heard that, uh, well, I've heard this, um, very, very proud people on your team have told me that, um, you have a very smart team. They're not just great athletes. They are extremely academically focused and driven. And, um, there are several of the athletes that have, uh, higher Q than 4.0. Yes. you want to talk about yes. that? Because that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, yesterday, we, we this is the time of year we start doing some some cumulative averages and, and looking at people's grades to make sure that if there is someone in trouble, that we're on top of that because we would hate to have a self-inflicted wound of not sure. having a 2.0, which is you – know, some people struggle, but that's something that takes effort, in, our, in my opinion, not to get. So communication sure. with our great teachers here, working hard, turning your stuff – and that's not our standard here. Our standard is much higher, which we'll talk about in a second. But there's also time to celebrate the very top, right? We have someone who's never got a a B in his life on our football team. One of great amazing. great player, and and I'll just do this collectively. But I'm I'm calculating our entire cumulative GPA of everyone on our team. We have over 80 players, and as of right now, not everyone's in, but just about everyone's in. We have a 3.3 team GPA with 84 different kids on the team, that's which is amazing. incredible. It is incredible. And we have 13 players with a 4.0 or better. A lot of, a lot of the, the 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 chatter out there is is Sarah High School is simply a jock school. And okay, we are. So is Stanford. Stanford's a jock school. They win the Sears trophy every year. Right. They have the best student athletes on the planet. Well, so does Sarah. Right? So we can we can be great here, which is the field, and we can be great there, which is the classroom, and that's what we strive for here. We talk about student athletes all the time. And I'm very, very proud of this. I, I just had this inkling like like I think we have a really smart team academically. And so I, I was looking at all the, the you know, pooled the GPAs and it it's turning out to be very true. And maybe on the next podcast I'll be able to give it a definitive answer. But a 3.3 GPA we're taking 84 kids that from you know, right. that's really, really, really impressive. So hopefully I'll be able to, to to make them bless that as a definitive number. Sure. But I just knew from some of the, the high achievers, like, oh my gosh, four point seven eight? What's a four point seven eight? I didn't even know that was possible. And right. I was going through high school. I know. Four <laughs> not for the four <laughs> these days. <laughs> you know? I know. You're like, I got a 4.0 I didn't I didn't get into Harvard. Like what? So exactly. it's just really incredible. I'm very proud of it. I'm this is a when that happens there's a it's total war on the student athlete, if you will, on mm-hmm. the on everything that we teach here, all the things we talk about uh, being, being a well-rounded individual and seeing that as a number, which is very definitive. It's not subjective. It's just objective. It's like, Whoa, that high school football team has over 3.3 GPA collectively. That's impressive.
0: Very impressive. And I I agree with you. It's a both end, right? You can, you can have balance, you can do both. You can, you know, that's the Stanford model and the Sarah model. Like you said, you know, greatness, Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. We're trying to achieve greatness. Like, yeah, I mean, of course. It's not per- we're not talking about perfection. We're right. trying, talking about motivating yourself to do the best you can do in every environment, which right. is Right, and, and
1: one, one doesn't have to give to the other.
0: Exactly. It doesn't
1: have to give. It's like... Okay, if you're going to be a great football program, doesn't mean you're just awful in the classroom. There's, that's a stupid assumption, in my opinion.
0: Well, right? and football is a, a sport where you have to memorize a lot. I mean, I'm sure that one parlay's into the other. You know, I mean, it, it takes a lot of thinking and a lot of, you know, split second decision making and, and brain brain health. Right. So right, and
1: and that's that's where I kind of had this this weird. I need to look into this because I think something unique is happening because what we run schematically is not just line up in the front and go play or let's just run a couple run plays the things that our coordinators are asked, you know, that we ask our kids to do that they pick up very quickly. So I'm like, wait a sec. There's got to, you, you know, so I went through the whole, the whole, um, study and it's, it's looking good right now. So I'll have a definitive answer next week.
0: That's pretty awesome. And it's also coming from, um, just a little Patrick Walsh plug. You were also a valedictorian at, for, in your high school at De La Salle, so Thank you. <laughs> and a fantastic athlete. So you know it's it's, it's achievable. It is. It's very achievable. So yeah. great, and I'm sure you had to work very hard for that. So it's not earned. I mean, it's earned, not given. But. Thank you. Um, awesome. So with the uh, next thing I want to bring up. So we, I just I've been seeing these awesome jackets out on uh, campus here today. Um, last year they were navy blue. Now they're gray. They're super cool. Um, you always outfit your boys. Can you talk about that for a sec? Yeah,
1: we we have a tradition. We we have an incredible. Fundraising arm and kids went out and did a great job, and we fundraised like one hundred fifteen thousand dollars for our program. Wow! that's And a lot. it's a community-based fundraiser, and kids work hard on it, and the community wants to help out. So, whenever we reach certain levels, I reward the program back, the kids back that worked really hard um, in the varsity level. To and we have a team jacket that, that we gave out yesterday. Took a while to get.
0: It's very cool. Though. Usually,
1: usually it's a little bit earlier in August, but you know, there's ships. Sitting in the water oh, and yeah. you know, things like that. So we uh, we got it done and, and very happy. It's perfect timing because it's starting to get a little bit chilly. Yeah. And I know the guys are very, very proud of
0: they're it. They're all wearing them today. Yeah. It's really hot, and yeah, they're wearing it they're anyway. All, they're sure. always wearing it anyway, and it's they're very, very proud. So they're and they're great looking. So thank Good. you for those. You're welcome. Um, today, I wanted to talk about the behind the scenes individuals that help strengthen the program. We've got the meerkats, uh, we've got the statisticians, we have mm-hmm. you know, the film crew, and um, and they and they kind of go unnoticed um, by by the general public. Not certainly not by the players and the coaches and and those that know. So can you talk to me a little bit about? Um, first First, I guess we'll take the meerkats last. Let's talk about some of the um, individuals that are helping you chug the numbers and kick the film.
1: Sure. Father Joe, number one, for, he's, a, he's a non...
0: Our chaplain, Yes, right. so of course. So Father Joe's chaplet. number
1: one, but he kind of, we've talked about him at yeah. nauseum, I'm he's sure legend, he's tired yes. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so Father Joe is uh, our spiritual uh, captain, our spiritual coordinator. And then Ted Cordery and Kevin Newman have been our filmers pretty much since day one, meaning 22 years ago.
0: I met them at the football banquet. I sat with them, and I had no idea. Yeah, right. They the, are Padres, true and true.
1: And they and they film basketball too. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure their wives love when they're just leaving all the time, going to games, <laughs> and they they will scout in Elk Grove, and they they just it, they're a part of the family. And and they they hide in the shadows. But all the film, the wonderful film that we have, film that we have for recruiting and send out, everything that we do, it's top of the line film. We have top of the line technology that they know how to. Have, that they've mastered with the sideline replay stuff. That's, that's quartery coach quartery. Teddy does that. And the fact that these guys have given basically two decades of their life to do something to, to lay it down for us is just absolutely fantastic. It's really great. And, uh, their kids stopped playing long time ago, <laughs> but they just, they're such a part of what we do, the fabric of our community mm-hmm. and they love it and they love the kids and they love our coaches and I'm not sure if they love me because we're always <laughs> we're always at each other, but it's a fun thing. But um, just so grateful, cannot take it for granted. I mean, there's I'll get something from in the coaches' community like, hey, does anyone know a local filmer? We need we lost our filmer. This doesn't happen for us, and and I I definitely do not take it for granted. But they're they're there on time. They set up all the time. Folsom, De La Salle, you name it. Wow, absolutely fantastic, and and I'm so grateful to have to have those men. And then Mike Redman is our statistician. Again, uh, his his kids played for me, and they right. they're they're long gone, but uh, meaning from the program. Sure, yeah, Thank you. But uh, and he's perfected that the, the huddle stats to max prep stats, and that's it's not a seamless transition, but now it is because of Mike it just within now ten minutes of every game, maybe fifteen minutes, wow. the stats are uploaded. It takes a little bit of while for for a huddle and max preps to sync, and then. You know, a couple hours after the game, the stats are up there for the fans, for the recruiters, for, you know, and then that's what we do in our league is we have to have stats up there for the other team. Um, so we can look at them, how many yards passing, how many yards rushing. I know the players look at it. I know college recruiters look at it and to have accurate stats is very important. So Micah Redmond does a great job of that. So he's, he's on the sidelines doing that. Obviously we have our strength coaches with Coach Esau and Coach Carson. They're, they're a part of the family. And then the Meerkats, I would say, uh, are just absolutely, I think we have a, I don't know if it's, it's like this everywhere. It's, it is like that for us here, but our student manager program is, it's, it's a rite of passage now. And, right. and, and it's true that we, we have kids like, um, Chez, mm-hmm. Chez is managing at University of Arizona right now. Ryan, Ryan West is at yep. Arizona state right yep. now. That's, you can get into college and get money. Right. Uh, and, of course, you get all the swag and the gear. Frankie Monco did, did it for us a, a long time ago. He's now working at Stanford. So cool. You know, so th- this is a, a career path. And they're learning here on the ground floor. And thousands of hours of community service. I'm so grateful for them. We have one rule with this. Do not mess with the Meerkats. You mess with a Meerkat, you're going to throw it off the team. It's great. Off the team. Because they are the, uh, they are the poster child of service and anyone that would, you know, mess with them, mess with them yeah. or give them stuff or whatever, they're, you don't get it. You know, we had um, uh, James Polo last week stood up in, in chapel and, and I was so moved because he said, I'll do anything for anyone on this team, anything, whatever you need. That's amazing. It's amazing. It, and it's like, he'll never play a down and it, he'll never do the things that you would think you want to contribute to a football team. But this meerkat tradition is is so rich here. I, I'm so humbled by it, really. And it started, you know, a couple decades ago, and it's just been passed down and passed down and passed down. And you know, hopefully someday we'll be able to build like a, a meerkat little manor.
0: Totally, totally. And how many did you have this year? Four, four. And yeah. then tell us why you call them meerkats.
1: Oh well, <laughs> this one time our student manager was just kind of looking around, a little guy. You know, and, and then he went down, like went back in and I couldn't see him. And the next I saw him looking around. And I'm like, what if that like a prairie dog? What do they call those things? Meerkats. cats. You know, so <laughs> They they looking around probably to get eaten by a lion or something, and then they go back in their hole, or they go get some food, and then go back in their hole. That's so. <laughs> so that was that's. I came up like you guys are the meerkats now, so that's that's a tradition. That's awesome.
0: Meerkats. And you said you have four this year. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, that's great. And did the meerkats from last year train these? I mean, is there any? Oh, training? it's passed down. Yeah, it's passed down.
1: Okay. Right. I don't know how to work the headsets. I don't know how to do the end zone stuff. I don't know how to you know, plug in a TV. and you know, right. my, my wife will remind me of things like this. I could maybe change a light bulb. Is my skill at home? Maybe. I don't know. You know, sometimes. The, the bottoms are different i
0: don't know <laughs> which true. i don't know what bottom to
1: get so you can make
0: a blonde joke right now but, I but please don't no.
1: well you can i mean you're blonde i'm not Ish. okay go ahead
0: uh, but i know how to change the light bulb all of them so okay congratulations me,
1: <laughs> so funny. that that is um yeah it's passed down they they know how to do it they know the technology which again they can take to college like if Absolutely. you know how to set up headsets here you can set up headsets at stanford or wherever you end up in high school right. or college,
0: and they've got the equipment, and they are—they are—I mean—they're on it, and it's—it's it's just so great to see, and it's so great that the football program supports non-athletes too, right? I mean, 100%. Or, or I wouldn't say that all meerkats are non athletes. I shouldn't say that they right. probably play other sports or whatever, but they're not playing the sport that they're supporting, and that's really cool. I mean, very cool. You know, it's a—it's a, a selfless thing to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, well, thank you to all the behind-the-scenes guys that uh, and girls that uh, help us out here. Uh, recruiting season—it's heating up. Anything yeah. to report on that end?
1: We have no, no new offers to report yet, but oh. this is the time of year where the major Division One colleges start coming back during their bye weeks and and other times during the season. Their seasons are coming to an end. Some make bowls, some don't. But either way, this campus is about to be flooded with a lot of a lot of college recruiters. Arizona State was here last week. Miami was here the week before that. Just during their bye weeks, coming out and checking out our guys. And uh, you know, this is this is the time of year where where uh, these guys come back and they, they want to see what's going on. Uh, signing date is in December. Mm-hmm. The early signing date's in December. And a lot of the guys, particularly at the bigger levels, they're looking at juniors and sophomores now, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And then making sure that their offers, like um, San Diego State was here last week. Kyle Hoke, one of my favorite guys in, right. in college football, was here. Uh, got to see Silver, you know, put his arm around him, tell him they love him, yep. which is really cool that – when the when the college makes a commitment, generally they follow through on it. Not all the time, sadly, but the Aztecs I got a ton of respect for them because now we've had two kids who got hurt: right. Hassan Mahassan mm-hmm. and Ryan Silver, and they've they've committed to both of them. That's amazing. They committed to both of them and then stayed committed to both of them. So Kyle was here last week to check out the team, make sure Ryan's good, and and to let him know that hey, your your offer's good here, man. That's we, great. We love you so this is starting to heat up and, and we're very mindful of it. And we, I think because San Francisco airports right here, Sarah's always the first stop when people come South, just boom, they come to Sarah. Coach Bell is our recruiting coordinator on campus. Recruiting coordinator does an awesome job, getting the guys what they need, making them feel welcome here. And, and you know, we got, we got players to look at. So that's great. <laughs> well, I think,
0: and I think, um, you know, obviously with that we were talking, which I was highlighting and you were low lighting is, you know, I mean, we are, we are, being watched nationally i mean it's it's a it's a big deal it's a big season it continues to grow and you've been really instrumental in bringing a lot of these coaches here like last may when we had the invitational tons of coaches came here for you know to watch the guys work out and practice and it's just, a, it's really nice to see that yeah. grow with the program. Sure. Even, you know, in its 22nd year with you at the helm. Um, and I know you've always done a very good job at, at bringing the coaches on campus, but it yeah. seems like, you know, the more attention that we get, the more yeah. interest, you know, obviously. So that's and, really And exciting. to make
1: another note on that, uh, it's not just the big guys like Miami and, and San Diego State and whatever. It's, uh, I talked. One of my good friends the defensive coordinator at University of Puget Sound, which is a Division Three program. I was on the phone with him for 30 minutes the other night, talking about all our seniors and guys that could potentially play up there. I know he's interested in Max Mater. He's like, said, awesome. "Well, you, tell me about Max Mater." And so I, you know, talk, talked kid, about him. Yeah. So it, it's not just people love the the five star watch or whatever, yeah, but course. college football is way more than that. Way more than that. And most of the kids who play are not going to play at that level. So, but there's a whole another level. There's Chapman University, Azusa Pacific, where Brandon Bochi is a defensive coordinator at, at Rockland High School right now. He went to Azusa Pacific, had a great career there. Um, I mean, there's so much in opportunities, and because our staff has a lot of knowledge and knows guys from all different levels, it is a place where people want to come and recruit, whether it's Division three or NAIA football, right, um, or the biggest.
0: Totally. And like you said, I mean, everyone has dreams of D one. I mean, back to the beginning of what we say at the beginning of every game. You have these dreams of these amazing plays, whatever. We all have dreams of that, but ultimately they just want to play too. And there are so many opportunities to do that. So it's nice that you, you know, make yeah. sure to to make those matches and, and give opportunities, you know, in D two or D three, not just D one. And
1: I know a lot of different tribe of people listen to this. The majority of college football is played around the Mississippi and to the east. So interesting. A lot of our Californians don't like that. You know, it's like, what what degrees is it in
0: Pittsburgh? <laughs> exactly. It's,
1: it's not 67. What's a tornado? Yeah, what is that? So yeah, exactly. a lot of our kids need to think about that. Because if you look at our state alone, there's not a lot of football in our state anymore, sadly. Mm-hmm.
0: That's
1: true. You know, Santa Clara's gone. St. Mary's is gone. Northridge is gone. Santa Barbara the is gone. Big names
0: only, kind of. Stanford, Yeah, the Cal, big ones. Yeah. Stanford,
1: Cal, Fresno State, San Diego State. And then you drop down a level, and because it's, there's only a few, the, the level down is basically that level. Mm-hmm. UC Davis, University of San Diego, Cal Poly. I mean, they're getting guys that just miss going to SC. So it's, it's very, well. very competitive. So I tell people, that, hey, coach, help me, guide me. Like, well, what can I do? I said, well, if you can go to Stanford, let's go. I mean, we'll sign right now, and we're done. You know, It's, it's hard totally. to say no to Stanford. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, if we can go to UCLA, that's great. You know, If we go to Cal, we're done, like whatever. But if that doesn't happen, then what? That's where you have to cast a wide net, start mm-hmm. thinking about other things. And, and then at the end of the day, do you really want to do this? Do you really want to do this at Oberlin College? I mean, you may. Do you really want to do it? Or would you rather go to SMU mm-hmm. and be a student? Would you rather go to
0: Lots of choices
1: wherever and just be a student? And, and the, the college athlete life is hard. I remember when when I finally got done at the University of Texas, I was done with classes at, like, uh, one. I'm like, what am I going to do from one to tomorrow? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Literally, one till tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to go get a workout in. Oh, I'm going to go study. Oh, I'm going to get some extra time with my teacher. Like, these things are, like, the time that it takes to be a college student athlete is, is very, very, very demanding. Very demanding. I know there's a big argument about should they get paid, should they not get paid, these sort of things. But... You know, being being a former college student athlete myself, I mean, the, the minute it was over, all my grades shot through the roof. So you
0: said you loved school all of a sudden. Oh, it was <laughs> great. I mean, the
1: best business courses, and this is so amazing. And I had time to work, and, and, and you know, the, the scholarships at that point wasn't a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I had some times of worth. get some gas money, maybe take my now wife out for dinner. Sure. You know,
0: yeah, like, do anything yeah. except for work out. <laughs>
1: exactly. That's right. That's right. So. Awesome.
0: Well, that's really good insight. I mean, I think that that's a, it's a big decision where you go to college and, and whether or not you play. I mean, I always think about, totally. you know, what we talk about my nephew, Damon, we always talk about, you know, he yeah. is such a great kicker. Everyone's like, where's he going? Where's he going? He's going to be a student at Boulder and he's loving it. Correct. Right. So, um, perfect example, you know, perfect. it's just, uh, you know, you got to make those choices. You, you know? do. So Yeah. Well, we are coming up on a Saturday. We've got our big poly day here, and yeah. I just had the privilege, Rosie and I and Alex had the privilege of interviewing a bunch of the poly kids cool. um, for some promotional videos, and they are wonderful and great representation for our school and for their culture and our community, and yeah. they are very excited to have this day dedicated to... Uh, to their family, faith, and culture. So yeah. um, that's October twenty uh, second. Uh, we play at one thirty. Valley Christian, um, yep. and uh, we've got this beautiful hat that you're wearing in commemoration for um, Polly Day, and you can buy your shirts, which are thirty bucks, and awesome. Um, the hats us, aren't for sale. I though. know that. See, I was like, yeah, I know. How do you get a hat? I mean, uh,
1: I, I, so, I think you just
0: have to admire them from afar.
1: <laughs> right. So these are for the, the coaches and and uh, some other. You know, folks that we mentioned here, because um, this this isn't print is made by Richardson, and I actually got the idea because I got one from Pepperdine Golf. Oh, cool. So it makes sense, Pepperdine, right? Sure. I'm like, wait, that'd be great for poly day. So I went out and tried to try to buy them and order them, and they're, they're not making them anymore.
0: Oh, no.
1: So they're not making this print. I might be able to do some other things, but... So we found 50 of them, so we have the 50, but then I asked a couple of my guys, Matt Valentine, he works for Under Armour, he's our Under Armour Connect, and and some others. And Matt, you know, he knows everyone in the industry. Like, You got to find me some more hats. He found 120 more. Oh so wow!
0: So we're going to print a 120 commodity. more
1: and then maybe I'll offer them for sale. But like anything that's rare, it's going to cost some money. Yep.
0: Might right.
1: use it as a fundraiser. I don't know exactly. I was what gonna be, say the
0: kids could get sweats to match, match their jackets. Yeah, off this yeah thing, here huh? we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So, no,
1: I love it. And, and they fit. It's very cool. Different hats. I don't know if people get into these, the hat world, but some hats ride high; they don't fit very good. These mm-hmm. hats, they they ride low; they fit well. I love them. I think they're great, and they look
0: they cool. are great and they look cool. And now you're yeah. making everyone want one. Um, okay, <laughs> awesome. Well, how does Valley Christian look just before we go?
1: Yeah, yeah. We, we they look good. I mean, they're young. Again, I think it's a lot like the the Reardon right? game. Yeah, and and they're. Um, I don't think they've won a league game yet. They're so. missing
0: their their uh, secret weapon, right, Durian yeah Yeah, on Dickey left.
1: transferred, and I, Mike Machado and I we I'm very close with with Coach Machado, very close. I mean, if if I know Sarah program well, the next program I know as well is Valley Christian right. over the last twenty years, and we've just been really uh, close. We golfed together, and right. and I, I, their situation down there for some reason the COVID for this senior class. It, a lot of kids transfer oh. and they went, they they had the means to go play in Tennessee and other places. So a lot of the, their senior class is, is light. That's why they have a ton of freshmen, sophomores, juniors playing there okay. and they're, they're getting better. Last week they lost 21, 14 in St. Francis. Oh wow. They're losing 14, zero and they hung in there and they had a chance to, to tie it or win it. So they're, um, they're getting better. And that's what a Mike Machado team does. It gets better, particularly with young kids. So again, we're, we're, we're back in the thick of things. Once again, it's, and he was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter against Reardon last week. Yep. It's like, wait a sec. Uh, Sarah's supposed to wipe these people out. Allegedly, I don't think that way ever. So I know what we're going to get from Valley Christian. They got a great wide receiver. They got a tough running back. They have a great tight end. They have a. They have the best offensive lineman in the country wow. for his class. No kidding. Yep. Number okay. seventy three is committed. Well, he just got an offer from the University of Texas. Oh, <laughs> Right. He's a sophomore. He's well over three hundred pounds. He's a great athlete. Hence why he's getting offered by Texas. Um, they, they got guys, yep. and they're going to put it together. I know Coach Machado. We've had so many wars against each <laughs> other. Like they're going to put it together, and anyone that would that would take this situation lightly is going to be
0: – We had a scary game against them last year. The, we had a night we'll game play against – We Yeah, two games. Yeah, yeah, but we, one of them, it was, um, 100%. it was very close. It was very scary. Well, at one it was 21-0 at halftime. Yes, it <laughs> was. It's like, That's oh, right. we're about like, I remember, to roll. remember being no, worried.
1: I, I remember everything. <laughs> yeah. It was 21-0 at halftime. We're going to roll. We're the mighty Padres. Yep. Uh-uh. Jury on Dickey goes crazy. Yep. Their, their quarterback who, oh, I think he walked on a UCLA or something or got a scholarship. I don't remember. Fastest kid in the CCS. He starts going crazy. Yep. Next thing you know, it's 28-21. They're kicking an onside kick.
0: That's right. That's exactly it. Of course you remember. That was so, a scary game.
1: Very scary. And then we played him again in the playoffs, and we had double coverage, then, triple coverage, then quadruple coverage on Jury on Dickey, That's and right. he ended up having, I think, 270 yards <laughs> receiving and a bunch of touchdowns. <laughs> Well, we're so, glad he's
0: not there we yes, wish him the best I know <laughs> I
1: know and and you know I've talked to Mike about that a lot he's obviously a five-star guy and some you don't want to lose to the program but alleged you know according to Mike this is best for his family and it's
0: he'll be know, fun to watch for sure yeah, yeah and now um just the last question I have for you you know we talked last podcast there was a little bit of like you know you were a little frustrated with some of the character um mm-hmm. character.
1: Yes, I know what you mean. Formation
0: on the team, or not formation, but behavior. Not character. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's the we had a string and a, a a winning streak, losing streak of personal fouls in games, and that ended last week, which I'm very proud of. Yep. Good. <laughs> and Joey Villaroman pointed it out after the game, like Coach, just you know, we talked about it all week, we had no personal fouls today. Good. And while that's great, that's the exception. Like we shouldn't be celebrating the fact of it, but but to to. We showed that we got better, and I was very proud of that. Um, And and hopefully, that becomes the new streak. Like, just no personal fouls. Just if kids are playing hard and they get late hit out of bounds, or you know, there's some things that
0: there's some accidents. There
1: there are, you know, there's the helmet to helmet now, which is really it's subjective sometimes. Kids are playing really hard. Our defense runs around. They they play fast and physical, Um, and sometimes those happen. Those are things I can live with. It's the it's the mouthy stuff. Right. It's, it's, it's the pushing bad
0: sportsmanship, That's sportsmanship, pushing with,
1: yeah. back after get pushed. Like you got to be smarter than that. Like what's a push going to do in football? Nothing.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> do it between the whistle. You're allowed to push in between the whistle.
0: <laughs> That's true. With all so, those pads on it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, when the ball snapped, you were allowed to be physical and do stuff. Right. And then when it's done, you're not. So we're, we're learning that, and we've, we've given away some points in, in that phase of the game. So last week we were, we were at zero, and then the other non-negotiables are, is our effort. Guys running the ball, guys playing hard, and finishing blocks, all those sort of things. Those are non-negotiables because you sure. can control effort and you can control your behavior. Maybe you drop a pass. Maybe you throw an interception. Maybe you miss a tackle. Those, those things are all livable things because we're human. We're expected to fail. Um, the other ones, non-negotiables right. moving forward. So so last week we're one no.
0: Yeah. Well, good. Well, that's yeah. good to hear. Wonderful. Well, I hope that everyone will come out for poly day. We have an yeah. exceptional crew of volunteers who have been working behind the yeah. scenes so hard to make this, this year exceptional. And, um, they're, they're sure to, sure to succeed because I've been in touch with them and they're excited and committed and it's all, yeah. all proceeds go the football you know program. Right. And so we hope to see everybody out here. One thirty 30 or varsity kicks off a Saturday. JV plays, at, I believe at 10, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's in the I morning. I should be better about this. <laughs> I should do. Yeah, I don't but, know. But um, come out to both games, have some good food, and uh, let's celebrate the Padres. So. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Coach. Go Thank Padres. Thank you very much.